0: All right. You're going to play the music?
1: Yeah. Well, if I can remember to pop it up, I'm supposed to.
0: <laughs> <laughs> remember to pop it up? <laughs>
1: yeah. That, yeah. That too. When you're ba-dum, supposed to? But I'm bump. <laughs> Give yourself a bell there. All right. Ooh, you ready? It's going to be
0: that kind of show, huh?
1: Yeah. Are you, are you ready to start this thing? Let's do this. Let's
0: do it. I got my
2: tea. Ah,
1: Good evening, everyone. And welcome to my NPR voice. (laughs) This is Slip into the Night. Episode 3. Fate and Destiny. Tonight... We'll put you to sleep as I talk in this very droning on voice, breathe in and out and listen to the sound of your breath. <laughs> now reach under the covers and play with your genitalia.
2: <laughs>
0: you really are making that kind of show.
1: <laughs> uh, good evening, everyone. Uh, this is slip into the night, episode three. Uh, we are talking to you tonight about one, actually, one of my favorite topics. Like when you when you brought up the idea of doing this, um, this is something that I I, I love thinking about and I hate thinking about at the same time. Like I definitely have a love hate relationship with the whole idea. I I, I tend to go down these really deep rabbit holes when it comes to the idea of causality or fate or free will. Um, and uh, you had sent me a bunch of information, and I not, not to dismiss you, I didn't look at a fucking bit of it, Holly. <laughs> and here's why. Here's why. Because when you brought up the show topic, I know what I want to talk about when it comes to these ideas. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to spoil myself with any of that and just talk to you about your ideas mm-hmm. where I, and where I am at with that mm-hmm. whole thing, where, where I've, I've gotten to cause, because they're very interesting questions. These questions of, do we have free will? You know, when I start this show, when I started this show tonight, did I have a choice? Right or was this preordained um you know and and those questions um i think have plagued man for a long time if i'm being completely honest
0: no i think it, it really has and i think one of the things i did in that um research that you didn't look at but you know it's totally fair that you had already had your opinion and you didn't
1: Well, no, I just didn't want, I didn't want to uh, look over the material and not, not have it change my opinion, but change the direction of how I wanted to, how I would choose to discuss things tonight.
0: Uh, So you've predetermined the discussion.
1: Not pre, not so much predetermined, (laughs) but I, I have this understanding of these, these, these concepts and I know where my brain goes with them. So I just wanted to let it naturally go there and talk to you about it rather mm-hmm. than try to um, weave through these other things that you're going to have an understanding of anyway. And then I can just weave my understanding of things through that. Mm-hmm. That was more my, my thought process about it. It wasn't like, you know, here, I'm just going to predetermine this. Let's, let's roll <laughs> of the dice. but yeah and and excuse me um i i definitely have thought about this a lot in my life this is not something i i don't i haven't you know i've only spent like a minor amount of time thinking about uh which last the show before last we did on uh clairvoyance right yeah. I'm trying yeah. to. Think. Yeah. So, and I talked about the experience I had as a young child where I, mm-hmm. I, I saw this thing happen like a daydream mm-hmm. and I experienced it later on. So, this, you know, these ideas in that has been bred this idea that I have this uh, uh, fascination with causality mm-hmm. and where we're going, you know, well, mm-hmm. you know. It, it, is our future determined is our whole life determined you know i don't know right
0: yeah well i think it's one of those questions that has preoccupied um, humanity for a long time i mean one of the um you could you could see, see that there is a, a lot in the mythology that ta- that is around this subject the ancient greeks they had the fates they were the goddesses Um, that spun the thread of life, they determined how long it was, and then they cut it And for every single person. And the the Norse mythology has something very similar. They have the Norns, which again are these kind of three wise women who kind of spin the thread of life. Mm -hmm. There's other mythologies and other belief systems around that you know, you are coming here and and what you're set out to do has already been determined for you, but you just kind of have to go and experience it. And it seems to be much more of a modern thought that we have free will and that we kind of show up on the planet and have this endless possibility of whatever we have to do. Um, You know, I don't know really when that thought shifted or if, you know, if, if it's just one has become more Um, weighted than the other but certainly like right now I think our culture is much more in the free will mode of you can choose to do whatever you want to do Um, but there's there's definitely that other thing that things thought process or belief system that everything is fated and certainly the ancients did a lot of their divination and some of their systems like that to kind of understand what the fate of a person was Because it Mm -hmm. was something that was predetermined. You know, and you see that with with this astrological stuff and divination and even like the fates of kings. And, um, you know, you could see that that's why they had made these giant stone circles. uh, Like the stone hinges are part of that function could have been understanding the the fate based on the calendar and the stars.
2: Right.
1: Um, And the more and more that I think about it, you know, the more I drift away from the idea of free will. I I do. Um, Because everything in this universe has a cause and effect to it. And it's been happening since the beginning of time. I think it's so complex we don't understand it. And that our egos have given us this idea of free will. But I think more, more and more I'm beginning to think that <clears throat> this life, this is an experience that we're having. We're here, we're having it. It's a predetermined experience. You will go from point A to point B. Enjoy the movie
0: or the amusement park ride.
1: Right, or the ride. You know, you bought the yeah. ticket, take the fucking ride. You're going right. to go up, you're going to go down, you're going to go all around. Things are going to be scary, things are going to be happy, things are going to be good, they're going to be bad. You're going to piss yourself, you're going to shit your pants, you're going to be happy, you're going to be drunk. Things are going to be beautiful. Things are going to be shitty. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's you know, it's an experience. Mm-hmm. You know, you still get to experience it. You still get to grow from it. Uh, Does it mean it's meaningless? I don't think it's meaningless. I don't think that justifies it as being meaningless. Um, But again, I, 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 I go back. I don't know. I tend to think more and more as time goes on that that's the way it is. That our lives were predetermined from the moment of the Big Bang. Mm -hmm. You know, they say, you know, if you look to the ancient, you know, I'm not going to say that I hate to give the Bible any credence, but, you know, God in the Bible, or in a lot of these texts or mythologies, is an omniscient being, knows all, sees all, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: always has, always will,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: because... It's all there. And I wonder if we could ever create a computer fucking smart enough. If it could trace that from the beginning to now. And be able to see everything that's happened.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But it's, an inf- it's, in a, it's a very infinite thing. So I don't know if a, any computer will ever be made that can fathom it.
0: So I kind of feel um, similarly, but I also think that there is some, you know, I think that there is probably something of a plan, but Mm -hmm. I also allow for the possibility that that plan is a flexible thing. Right. And and that, you know, in the, you know, you may go on the ride thinking you're going to have a certain experience, but while you're in the, on the ride, right. You may have certain choice points that somewhat can, you know, modify the experience.
1: Right. Well it's like I was talking about um uh Crowley's uh explanation of of uh our lives and, and understanding things looking at your life like a river. You can't change the river. You can't change the course of it but you can put yourself in better spots. So in that I do think maybe there is some some credence to the whole free will idea. But I, I think that more and more that there's more fate to it, more concrete, this has happened, so therefore this is going to happen, and then this, and then this. And it is, it, what people will look at it and they'll go, but it's too complex, there's too many variables. It doesn't, it doesn't fucking matter. The, the amount of variables don't matter. The fact is, is that they're all there.
0: Right. Well, So you have the um, people who are under, you know, and the reliability of a hyp- hypnosis aside, there are people who have been hypnotized and, and reported either past life experiences or these life between lives experiences where they say that they are being incarnated in a lifetime mm-hmm. and having, and before they come, they have a plan before they get here. So, and you know, and I do not know because I have not had that experience. I do not know if that is the way it is, but that is one perspective of, of a possibility way of a possible way of explaining this is that there is a certain amount of pre planning before you know an energetic being incarnates into a physical human body, or however you see to describe that, that they kind of come here, they're certain other people that they're planning to meet up with along the way and to have a certain experience. Yeah. You know, I don't have any evidence for or against that. It's all no hypothetical. One, no
1: one does. <laughs> and no, no, one, no one, one can. Re-
0: <laughs> you know, it is, you know, solely based on reported stories of people who have gone undergone uh, hip- hypnosis, which there are some questions around the validity of hypnosis.
2: Yes.
1: Um, and I think there are some good practical practical applications for hypnosis, but by and large, I think it's a lot of hooey. Um, in my own opinion, um, you know. So I I, 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 mean, I don't know. Excuse me, how much flexibility um, we have in all of this? Uh, I, I, just, I, I don't know. I have questions i have questions holly
0: yeah well i mean i remember and i don't and
1: and you can't um, ring up god on the phone you can't be like hey (laughs)
0: hey
1: dude what's going on down here because if we could like we wouldn't have any of these questions and you know people can say oh well you shouldn't question you should just have faith well no i don't see that I, i I should question all of this, Mm -hmm. you know, on, on a constant basis. I think, I think that's my, my job.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I've had certain points in my lifetime where I have felt like I have had the opportunity to make a decision one way or the other. And I have known that once I make that decision, that is just like setting the next, um, kind of sequence of events right and one experience is what i was in a very very bad accident when i was 18 it really could have killed me or seriously maimed me but that was not the outcome but i remember being knocked unconscious and kind of having this kind of dreamlike experience where i was kind of basically given the choice do you want to stay or do you want to go you know and i was like no i'm going back you know and um you know when i remember coming back to in the in the, um basically upside down car in in, Mm -hmm. the in the ditch basically Mm -hmm. and being like oh gosh i'm you know i'm here and it felt very like a very weird experience like you know where it was like okay i'm 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 back in my body but this is not cool where i'm at (laughs) but i'm back on earth And then, you know, this whole shock of that just getting in that really bad accident, it made everything really weird. But in retrospect, I'm like, huh, I really felt like for a moment there, I was a little bit out of body. And given this choice, like I can stay, I can stay wherever I was or I can keep or I can go back in my body and keep going. Mm -hmm. You know, and I do think that those choice, you know, to me, it does make sense that those choice points exist.
1: Well, like I said, I, I I do think that that we have some type of leeway, but I think f- for the most part everything's pretty secure. You know, like I said, I think it's it's a lot like that river analogy um, or metaphor. I don't know which it is. Uh, maybe I'm mistaken. I don't know, but uh, I, I, I I like that that symbol the the symbol of the river i I just i think it's it's very fitting Mm -hmm. um you know we can move around on the river a little bit you know Mm -hmm. we get a little bit of we can do a little bit of course correction but for the but we're going in that direction we're going to wind up where that river dumps out
0: right and i mean i i somewhat agree with you but i also from my um, shamanic perspective you know I feel like, yes, you you have that level of perception that you're on the river, but you can also change your level of perception where you are up above, you know, up on the cliff side of the river, and you can see where you're going, and you can make course corrections from outside well, of the river, from a different level of perception, and then you can also change the energy beyond no, I,
1: that. I, and I completely agree with that. I think you can make course corrections to your path on the river, but the river isn't going to change. I don't think you can change the river. I think you can put yourself in better positions to uh, deal with the river. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. And where it's going to take you. But, you know, eventually you're going to get to that point where your parents pass away, you know, that, and that's there. You know, how yes. you deal with that. Yes. That's, you know, I think that's in, in and of that, that I think, we get a little bit of leeway, <clears throat> but I think our psychology is also very cause and effect. I like, think you know because these things happened to us when we were young, this is the person that we became. And this, you know, it's it's funny because I watch a lot of stuff on serial killers, and they'll say, you know, the 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 you know the these recipes for serial killers. We can kind of look into it, and we can kind of tell, but not everybody becomes that person. But mm-hmm. I think like. Like I said before, I think if we had a computer that was that was powerful enough
2: mm-hmm.
1: that could look at every variable mm-hmm. that they would be that uh, that an artificially intelligent creature would be able to tell this is what's mm-hmm. going to happen.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I, and I I do believe that because it, it just it makes sense. I don't know why it makes sense to me. It just does.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Um
1: and I think all that matters is my understanding of it all at this point, like what oh. i what I can take away from it because what else do we take out of this life?
0: Well, right, and I think the thing is is if you are comfortable with what your path is and <sighs> and your relationship with either fate free will or, or your destiny and that you are happy with where you're going. Or if you feel like you need to make a change, you feel empowered that you are able to make that change. Mm-hmm. You know, um, One of the things that prompted me to bring up this um, discussion was we had requested suggestions for shows. And one of the ones that caught my eye was Chubb's um, something about luck. And mm-hmm. so when I kind of thought about luck, I do think it kind of ties oh. into this idea of fate and free will. Are there some people just fated to be very lucky? Do they just have like a magic golden touch that good energy and good circumstances come to them? And then on the other hand, are there some people who just have this kind of streak of un, you know, unlucky energy or mm-hmm. bad luck? And is that a thing or is it an energetic thing? Or is it this kind of like faded, like scripted circumstances? Like you're going to have this, you're going to on a lot on the ride that's going to have a lot of like experiences that you're not going to feel are all that pleasant. <laughs> <laughs> like the boogie ride. <laughs> right. right. No,
1: I, I, I don't think that there is much to the whole idea of luck. I think that uh, good and bad luck are very subjective. Um, I think that people who tend to have good luck also tend to do a lot more things and they're more aggressive in going after things. Uh, I don't know if I'm describing it correctly, but there are different types of people these people that you would see that you would say this person has a lot of bad luck or doesn't have a lot of good luck and this person does have good luck. you know I think that the people that have good luck, or seem to have good luck, I think there's a reason behind it um I think that there's a the mentalist there is it Darren Brown he did a whole episode about luck mm-hmm. um and they made up a story about the dog and the the dog statue in the park, and if you like touch the dog statue or kiss the dog statue or some shit that you'd have good luck mm-hmm. and then they did you know they went through they did all this shit you know. It was, it was a very interesting thing. Um, my son also slapped me across the face with that one when he was when I was like, hey, what do you think about this? And he's like, Dad, they filmed it. I don't I don't buy anything that's been pre pre filmed. <laughs> I'm, like, oh I'm like, good point. Good point. And he gave me a perspective that I hadn't thought about, you know, in that moment. I was like, oh, shit, my son just freaking gave me something I didn't even I wouldn't have even looked at in the moment. Mm hmm. You know, but I think that good and bad luck are very uh, subjective. It's a very perspective based. Mm -hmm. Like if you if you if you understand all the variables, you can go. Well, of course, this guy is having all these good things happen to him. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, and I can see it in different ways. I think that in some, I can see it from an energetic perspective. That I think that sometimes if you have very positive energy no matter what happens to you you can kind of spin it into a very positive direction and you can kind of carry that momentum through your life um, and it's likewise that if you kind of have a more negative point of view in your life and everything you're you know you're that last half empty kind of person and then you kind of keep on that trying to Train of thought that you, that you can kind of maybe skew everything to be oh I never have good things happen to me and it, you know a little bit more of a negative thing and in in that case it com- becomes very subjective. You know, mm-hmm. Going back to the to the ancients, you know this was a big thing for them and this is where you know one of the things that they looked at it, in astrology and they were looking at the natal charts of of different people and doing assessments <laughs> on are you
1: whoa. Your audio just went all crazy.
0: It went all crazy, huh?
1: Yeah, it went all crazy. Crazy! So, so, so rewind, back up.
0: <laughs> so going back to the ancient Greeks, um, you know, and even before that, to the early people who studied the stars, they were, they were really looking to see if your stars were maltreated or somehow bonafide. fide mm-hmm. meaning that they they had a lot of good things going for them for you or maltreated that you the energies from the stars were not um working in your favor so to speak you know so they were really looking at in in the ancient days to see your fate or fortune in the stars and uh, were your stars working for you or not Mm -hmm. um So that would be another perspective there that is, you know, going into the kind of divination and trying to look into your star energy and into your personal energy to see if you are attracting kind of better circumstances or Mm -hmm. less fortunate circumstances.
1: Yeah. I I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm way more about the, 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 the idea of fate the the idea that there's this whole path but it's very hard not to believe that we have some type of leeway and i don't know i'm 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 just as lost as everybody else but i question it
2: Mm
1: -hmm. you know my brain's just the type of brain that's going to do that Mm -hmm. um I, I I I I I I I don't know. I'd, I'd like to I'd like to be able to bring God up. I think that I think that's you know, or whatever the creator thing, person, entity. Maybe it's an AI. I don't know. <laughs>
0: right. I mean, it could be. You know? wouldn't that be yeah. funny? Like, God...
1: well, I mean, in and of itself, that would make sense. You know, if if that's the case, if this is like a thing, a planned mm-hmm. thing, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, w- we have these complex, you know, minds, psyches, uh, mm-hmm. you know, psychologies about us.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <clears throat> you know that uh, I I don't so I, I I just don't know. I think that, but I do think this this that there are so many variables that we can never understand the complexity of it. We ourselves, we can't, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: we're not, we don't have the capacity.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: It's true. But I think that there's also lots of reports of people meeting up and feeling like it is a faded or destined thing or, or that feeling of I've known you before. And here we are meeting up again. That that is interesting to talk about. Um.
1: Yeah, it's, it, and it's it's very common with people. Deja vu. Very common thing. There's a w- fucking word for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's a, there's a thing we call it. Deja vu, deja vu, deja vu. What is that? Oh, well, I've seen this before or I've been here before,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you
1: know, but not, you know, like I have been here before. <laughs>
0: Well, right, but I'm also talking about when you meet someone and maybe you don't have that experience of having seen them or something or re- have, reliving that meeting, but you just feel like I know you and I know you from someplace else and I that, that meeting you again feels like a pre, kind of a prearranged thing right and I, I, think,
1: I think sometimes because <clears throat> our uh, the concepts or the the, the idea of time and how we look at time now is is has changed scientifically too and the idea that all time is happening at once is like is a, a very new concept and that would make sense like if the past the present and the future are all happening simultaneously then the, then the future is predetermined you know it, it, it's 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 happening. OK, so maybe when you meet somebody, you're just experiencing the future. You know, being like you've. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, I know you. Of course I do, because your brain, for some reason, puts all the the little pieces together, all the variables. <laughs> and then is like, oh, yeah, no, I, I, I met you. Kind of. Sort of. <laughs> you know what I mean? In in and of that, it makes sense to me because then I can put the pieces together. Right. I can go okay. A plus B equals C. Gotcha.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I can solve for any of the the other parts.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know what I mean? Let's see if yeah. I can say. Let's see if I can say you know what I mean anymore in this fucking episode. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I know what you mean, Chris. So. Uh, thanks.
1: Thanks, Holly. I appreciate okay. that.
0: <laughs> Maybe the listeners don't, but I catch your drift.
1: <laughs> they don't give a shit. Those <laughs> listeners. Uh, but yeah, I, I um but, I,
2: but I've that... really
1: I've really gone down some deep rabbit holes on this one lately. So when you had brought it up, I was like, Yeah, I I completely think that it, the more and more I look at it, and the more and more i i I spend time on it mm-hmm. yeah there's there's some there's something going on that where it 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 it's already happened mm-hmm. you know um
0: is it already happened or that it's planned out?
1: And- no, I think it's already happened the more and more I think about it, I think it's already happened. I think our, our expression of time,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, we, we look at it very wrong. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that it, it's all happening. And the, uh, I think the best description of how I would describe how time probably is is in The Watchman, when Dr. Manhattan describes how he sees time all simultaneously, mm-hmm. and in and of that, I, I, that's how I that's how I see it. I got a fucking bug in front of my face, you little bastard. Um, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I, I I see it more as that that it's it's all happening at once. And like I said, maybe when we have these moments of déjà vu,
2: mm-hmm.
1: or I saw the future, right. Know, Like, maybe that thing that happened to me was just my young brain putting together a a bunch of different variables. And putting the equation together. That A plus B equals C. And C was that point later on in my life. Mm
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, it's a very... Basic explanation of that whole thing because a plus b going c would be a way more complex equation. But maybe that's what happened, or maybe my young brain experienced the future. I don't know. Did it put the pieces together? Did it experience the future? Or was it just me later on trying to rationalize this thing that happened in my brain? Right. You know? mm-hmm. Oh, I don't fucking know.
0: Right. Yeah, it is this shamanic ex- um, experience that everything is happening at once and everything is timeless. And yeah. that our physical bodies need to experience time in a linear progressive way but the the mind itself is a timeless thing and the mind is just in the now right. and we can project into the future and we can remember the past but really the the mind is operating in the right now and that's all there really is is the right now um yeah here and now the here and the now
1: that's all that matters
0: Right. So in that case, if if you know whether something is fated or destined, it all depends on the decisions that are made in the in the here and now, to some degree.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, no, I, I I agree. I think that the here and the now is is extremely important. Um, I think that we we do you know we'd ne- we'd never make any progress if we never looked at the past. And we'd yeah. also never make any progress if we never looked ahead at the future. Mm-hmm. But it's what we do mm-hmm. in the here and now. I think that uh, too many people spend too much time obsessing over the past. Yes. Or. Convers- obsessing about the future. Um,
0: or, or right. But one of those other questions is why do some people's experiences be so different than other people's experiences? And, you know, what gets you lined up to have the Donald Trump experience versus you know the Holly experience? I'm not saying I want the Donald Trump Trump experience <laughs> you mean, but you're just so, saying
1: what what makes this person have this experience and this person have this radically different experience? Yes. Why doesn't everybody have the same experience? You know, and I'd say that's because everybody's different and everybody needs a different experience. Well, I I would say you know not to get you know way too deep. We, we're going to get deep on this show, so but it, it it's tailored for you. It's so you can learn something. I I do truly believe that. I think at the end of the day, when we get out of this life, it's all about what we learned about it. You know, where did it take us from from what point to what point? Mm-hmm. Um.
0: Right. And so, and, and, that kind of touches on this kind of, it, this is a slightly I think new age topic that rel- relates to that life between life idea is the soul contract, which is this idea that, you know, before you come here, you make a contract with other people, other entities or contract that you're going to have certain experiences in the earth, in the earth ride. That you know this is this contract thing, but that it is a a negotiable document later on. Should you have that belief system and the inclination? Well, it's negotiable
1: it's a negotiable document at any time. You can pick up a gun. You you can end the negotiation. But <laughs> like you have that option. I'm not, I'm not trying to advocate that option. I'm just saying that that option is there. True. <laughs> but the, the, there's, there's all and in and of that I have all kinds of problems with that like so the because the, there's all kinds of different concepts of that now if you're if I'm entering oh, into, if I'm entering into a contract with a being who's like hey dude you're gonna go down there you're gonna have a good time you're gonna have some shitty times but you're gonna have some good times and dude let me tell you the good times they're going to be pretty fucking good <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean right <clears throat> like and you're going to experience this thing. And at the end of the day, you're going to learn something and you're going to come back and things are going to be cool. I'm down. That, that slap. I, I would be like, boot me into the fucking matrix. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, I'd i be down. Give me the experience. I'll come back. Mm-hmm. We'll talk. Mm-hmm. But this idea that you're your soul, you, you've had no choice. Mm-hmm. Your soul is put here. Mm hmm. You are bathed in sin when you get here. Mm-hmm. And that the only way you can make it to this place of blissful eternity
2: mm-hmm.
1: is if you follow the path. <laughs> Otherwise you burn in hell. <laughs> I that I I I cannot buy into that. I can't. I don't and I won't. Yeah,
2: you know,
0: that you know, that's not my my experience with that either, but you know, that is perhaps a, a form of a a soul contract or a kind of a soul bargain or agreement that they're going to come to earth and
1: But in and of and, that, you know, if 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 that's the idea, you know, if we if there is this omniscient being, this creator, whatever the fuck you want to call it, you know, if if you If you come here to experience this, maybe it's, you know, we're experiencing part of the creation. I don't fucking know. But it makes a lot more sense if it's like, you know, this is your movie. Have fun. See you when you're done. See you at Oscar season. You know, go experience your movie. Have your movie. Play Roy. (laughs) For those of you who are Rick and fucking Morty fans, you know, enjoy this life that you were given and then come back and we'll talk about what you learned that I can buy into. Right. You know, but to say, no, you've you've either got to be this extremely amazingly good person or 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 you can just, you know, like ask Christ to forgive you for all your sins, even though you've been a shitty, horrible motherfucker. And then you go to this beautiful place. Otherwise, you rot in hell and burn for
2: eternity.
1: That make that doesn't make any sense to me. That that system just is like really. That sounds like something we would create.
0: Right. That sounds like a like a, a system of fear.
1: Yeah, that sounds like something we would create, not like something that an right. all-knowing being would create. Sounds like something that we would create. You know, and um, I've often like had uh, ha, ha, uh, this. Um, uh, do you remember the uh, Inside the Actors Studio?
2: Yeah, a With, little bit. Uh,
1: the the guy there, he'd ask the actors. They'd have the actors and sometimes musicians and come in. At the end of it, he'd ask them all the questions. You know, what's your favorite mm-hmm. dirty word and all the. You know, I, I I used to watch. It was like one of those guilty pleasures of mine. I would watch that show. Mm -hmm. Um and uh, I had always said to myself that if I was ever asked, you know, what you know, if you if you know heaven exists and you're at the gates, and what would you like Saint Peter to say? And I've always said I'd love for him to just slap me on the back and be like, "Man, did we pull a fucking good one over on you?" (laughs) Because if it's a joke, fucking great,
2: you
1: know. Like if it's an experience, if it's a joke, if it's Not what it seems.
0: Right. You know. Just like the human-sized version of Sim City.
1: Right. Right. Exactly.
0: (laughs) And we come here and we want to play Sim City.
1: Right. We come out and we want to be a Sim for a fucking a lifetime. Or or like I said, Roy. You know, Mm -hmm. the whole idea of, you know, the Roy video game. Mm -hmm. You know. Oh Marty, you fucked up. Why'd you go back to the carpet shop?
0: right and i think that's that's one way to look at it but you know i think there is this prevailing um you know there is this point of view that um you know you can that there is a little bit of an agreement that you know not necessarily that like you're going to hell or that fire and brimstone thing but the you're gonna go you're gonna meet up with somebody you're gonna have these different sets of experiences and that you might have a particular outcome and that Mm -hmm. there is this potential that you could probably renegotiate that consciously somehow, um, should you want to through either, um, you know, some kind of ceremonial means or um, through different belief systems, Mm -hmm. which, which is a different tact. It's not that, it is not that, you know, it's going to be, you know, this either, Pathway to heaven or hell it's your your show is your show, but if in the middle of your show you're not happy with where you're going you can you can negotiate things and try to go someplace else
1: mhm I, I I don't know i like i think I think that this this i think the ride's set I think once you're on it, the roller coaster is the roller coaster you know or the the movie's the movie you know you're gonna go from point a to point b. I'm begin- I, but like I said, I think it's how you experience it. I think mm-hmm. it's what you take from it. Mm-hmm. That's what's important, right? You know, like when you go in to watch, uh you know, fucking Sen of a Woman* or whatever the fucking movie may be.
0: Mm-hmm. It's what you
1: take away from it, right? You know, it's not you know, it, when you're in it. In the, it's not the individual scene. It's all of it. Mm
2: -hmm. You
1: know, so I think that's what's important is it's what we take from all of this. You know, if we can if we can learn something. You know, when we die. You know, because we're all fucking going to die. Even though we'd like to think that we're not. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to carry on forever. Um, You know. You're not taking any of your possessions with you. You're not going to take your car. You're not going to take your house. You're not going to take your clothes, your money. The the only thing you have are your experiences. This experience, that's it. And I, I think that that is the ultimate important thing when it comes to this whole question of fate. Is what do we take from it at the end of the day? Or Mm -hmm. in this case, at the end of the life,
2: Mm
1: -hmm. you know, I I don't know that I'm correct in how I think or how I feel, Mm -hmm. but I'm just going to keep continuing to question.
0: Right. You
1: know, that's how, and that's how I look at it. Yeah. If somebody comes up with a better idea, and I look at that and I like that, hey, sure. I'm not adverse to changing my mind. <laughs> you know, I I had to I, I listen. You know, I see like movie trailers, for instance. Like today, I messaged Matt, the co-host on the 40 and Slip. I said, Matt, what is this bag of shit? Bad boys for life. Will Smith and f- now fat faced Martin Lawrence. What is this? But somebody could convince me tomorrow that it's a good movie. Mm -hmm. I doubt it. I doubt that that's going to be a good movie. But I'm more than willing to admit that somebody could convince me that Bad Boys for Life is going to be a good movie. And, you know, the same thing goes with all kinds of other things. I've always been more than willing to believe that someone can change my mind. Because mm-hmm. that's how we should be. We should be willing to be fluid about things, be willing to mm-hmm. adapt.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: You know? And I think that's w- that's also something that's very very important when you talk about these things about fate and having these these th- this ability to shift along this river, you know, right. like we, as we describe it, uh, um, is being able to bend and not break.
0: Well, right. So th- that is the other thing is that what what do you do if all of a sudden you find yourself in um, less a fortunate circumstances? Because a lot of this is about fortune, right? So what, you know, what is your current circumstances? Is it fortunate or not? You know, and, and most people, it's probably middle of the road and they're not really thinking too deeply about it. You know, some people who are more philosophical are. You know but you know i think if if you are on either end of the spectrum you may think about it more often maybe be like what, why am i uh, on the you know outer limits of this kind of fortune thing mm-hmm. and if you're in the more negative circumstances you may want to be trying to you know and you're in either your, the faded thing is not going well what do you do about it Yeah. If anything. Yeah. Or are you kind of just in, you know, you're like we said before, the boogeyman ride where like the outcomes are never just, you know, nothing's ever looking up.
1: Well, I don't think I think that, you know, people there, there are going to people be people who come here and experience this life and have a shitty ride. And that's their lot, you know, that's their cross to bear, so to speak. You know, it, do, does it make sense to me? No, it doesn't make sense to me, but I don't understand all the variables. Does it seem fair to me like that some kid could be born tomorrow and suffer horribly until they die? No, but I don't understand all the variables either. Do I think it was fair that fucking there was a guy named Hitler and he fucking, because of him, millions of fucking Jews were killed?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: No. But it happened.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I don't understand all the variables.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's not me fucking condoning it either. By the way, people. I'm fucking try to even make that stretch. Um but these things happen and we as human beings are very limited. We have, we have great capacity with our minds, amazing capacities with our minds to think up crazy things, you know, fly fucking ships to the moon. Uh, yes, I do believe it happened. (sighs) Fucking people, you conspiracy theorists. um, but we can't comprehend everything. There's just too much information. There's too much. you know, and we try to wrap our heads around things. and I think that's why with a lot of this stuff, you see a lot of this symbolism. you see gods and goddesses, and this is the you know we talked about demons, you know the and you know how demons represented you know different aspects of things. I think that that these symbols. Or how, you know, we've managed to wrap our heads around these really abstract, insanely complicated designs of our existence. And, you know, for, for us to completely understand it, it's just not going to happen. Maybe the first human cyborg will be able to understand it. First person with a computer (laughs) jacked into their fucking head. Elon Musk is working on that.
0: So that's a really um, horrific fate, in my opinion. um, That we may become cyborgs.
1: We kind of already are. It's just that the device is in our hands. We kinda of already are. The melding between uh man and machine is it's it's not that far away. You know, people they went from being in our hands to people wanting them on their wrists, they've been trying to put them in glasses, now they want to put them in contacts. Once they figure out the technology, it's all done but the crying, Holly. All done but the crying.
0: And that might be true, but I can still think that that's a horrible fate. Well, you know, like I am not sure that's that's not exactly what I want for my future.
1: Well, the
0: cyborg potential.
1: I look at it like this. We're obviously creating something. Mm. And I think that this is I'm beginning to think it's the next evolutionary step. This is the fate. You know, it goes back to that George Carlin bit. Maybe we're here to make fucking plastic. Hmm. You know what I mean? And I'll, I, I said it again. Jesus Christ. Stop it. Um, but you know, maybe we are. Maybe we're here to do this thing so that something else comes beyond us. And maybe the start of that is where we meld with this technology and then from there comes the ai which you know wipes us out and then we're done
0: <laughs> which that may be possible i just find that to be very pessimistic um
1: well a listen very we're...
0: pessimistic outcome and i have so many questions about the things that we would give up such as you know human touch you know sex um oh
1: yeah you know Mm-hmm. Um, no, I, I agree. All I agree. different
0: kinds of forms of sensuality, like how, why we would ever want to go in that direction.
1: Yeah, it, it, and but I think that's where it's going. Like I said, the these things that we carry around, you know, right. they, they're extensions of this cyborg thing. Like we carry around computers now in our pockets. So t- for me the stretch to having those things accessible in your body is not a stretch for the human race it's where it goes from there is where it gets scary you know i i and i don't i don't know
0: because to me to start incorporating technology into the human body and becoming a cyborg i feel like we that is when we are giving up that other word our free will and our individual sovereignty to be um you know organic orgasmic creatures on the planet
1: well it goes back to that whole uh what's i can't think of the the philosophy of the philosopher uh the idea of you know if you build a boat And then over the course of time, you repair the boat and you replace parts on the boat. And in the end, you've replaced every part on the boat. Is it still the same boat? You know, it's an age-old question. If we replace all the parts on us, are we still the same person? Like if those fucking monkey tests over in China co- go through and they're able to g- fucking grow organs for people
0: mm-hmm.
1: with no chance of rejection.
0: Right. But to and, me And
1: they replace every single part of you except for your brain. Are you still holly?
0: No. And it's Are, especially how you, not but, but if... how do you
1: but how do you know that?
0: Because it comes from a monkey, or if it comes from a metallic thing, then that is not native or in, indigenous so, to my so, own human so, body. So
1: no, so if you have a heart transplant, you're not Holly anymore.
0: Not if they replace the whole thing, the whole body. I'm not talking about one part. I'm
1: talking. Oh about, yeah, no, yeah, no. Like I'm talking the about the whole, whole, whole. Yeah, the whole body, the, except the whole for your kitten,
0: brain. Whole kitten caboodle.
1: Whole kitten caboodle.
0: That no, it's it's not quite the same as the way you started out. I mean, I think,
1: I think it's an interesting question.
0: It is an interesting question.
1: I think it's one that, you know, is gonna, it's going to get posed very, very soon. You know, the idea, and I'm gonna be doing a show with uh, David Batdorf pretty soon. He just messaged me. I gotta get, I, I'll probably get in touch with him tonight, see if he wants to shoot the shit later on, but, um, uh, this stuff is coming the these these technologies are coming and you know it, we kind of got way off topic but it is kind of on topic because it goes back to that whole idea of fate and where we're going and i think that this well, is i think this is where we're going we're a technologically uh inclined race
0: well right but i think that part of the The thing is, is that because we give so much weight to our fate and our our technological ability, that we are um, not exerting our free will enough in our um, own powers of sovereignty and making decisions for the individual um, (laughs) in lieu for the, the bigger, you know, the bigger collective, then, then we just become, you know, like, you know, on Star Trek, this, like, the race of cyborgs, <laughs>
2: you
0: know. But I, to me, that's not my vision for humanity. The Borg, right?
1: Resistance is futile. Yeah.
0: The Resistance is futile. Exactly. My favorite
1: Star Trek villains. It's a fucking Borg.
0: Right. Or, or what are those? The Cybermen and Doctor Who. Yeah. Who are, um, you know, in, in their um, ability that they've gained of um, added durability, and um, you know,
1: but I mean, these they, are, these they, are all... they
0: lose their humanity, and part of but, that humanity but it, but it, is to it... like be able to manifest your energy in a creative way,
1: right? But again, all of these things that we're looking at are they're all speculations, you know, they're all uh either fictional depictions or. Um, their speculations on the parts of other people. We don't know yet when these things happen, they're going to happen and they are happening. You know, Elon Musk has been talking about this uh, computer brain interface now for a while. And he's on, he's been saying for a while now that it's, it's a matter of time. He's going to, it's going to be out there, you know, and this is a guy that sells flamethrowers to people. So I believe him. (laughs) And he sends rocket ships into fucking space. Like, mm-hmm. who the fuck else is doing that? Uh, not too many people. Ooh, fucking Richard Branson isn't he the only other mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. So I just, to me, it just seems this is the logical course. Mm-hmm. You know, we're we're this technologically dependent, technologically advanced civilization. We're just going in this direction. Now, do I think that, you know, uh, th- 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 because we're going in this direction and this is where we're going to wind up, that this is that this, all of the things that are happening are good because of it? No, shitty things happen in the process of things happening. Good things happen in the process of things happening. <clears throat> but I think that eventually, ultimately, this is where we wind up. This is where fate is bringing us as a people and it's our own creation.
0: Well, and I think that part of it, the creation part of it is a big part of it though. We can kind of create our own destiny and we can also have a collective vision for our destiny. Mm-hmm. You know, my concern is when the collective vision is for a race of cyborgs versus for, uh, you know,
1: but we're calling what I'm telling you is we're already there. We're already there right here that little thing you carry around all day you're you're already in it and you see the thing is is your brain can't wrap its head around the idea that you are because it's outside of your body right now but you're already in it anytime like somebody asks you a question and you pick up your phone and you google it you're you're it you are in some way being a cyborg and it's hard for us to wrap our heads around that because it's it's separate it's out here it's not within it's out here <clears throat> but it's a short stretch to go from here to inside it's a really short stretch
0: right but to me that is like a kind of crossing a boundary
1: right and hard. i i i understand why you feel that way
0: And I understand like what you're saying is that if you're using technology, you are already kind of plugged into the cyborg interface. Mm -hmm. I totally get that you're saying that. And anyone who's using iPhones and iPads and Internet technology is part of that. Yep. But to me, it is a kind of crossing a line when you start physically plugging someone's brain in like they did in the Matrix, you know, Mm -hmm. and then you have the people in the pods that are like giant batteries. Yep. And then, you know, you have to have Neo come along and, you know,
1: Save everybody.
0: or what is it, Morpheus and like start unplugging people. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, there was a, there's a book I read uh, because uh, I played the video game when I was a kid, uh, William Gibson's Neuromancer, which basically like defines cyberpunk. Um, it's wildly acclaimed as the first cyberpunk novel. Um, mm mm-hmm and you know that's where they talked about you know jacking into the matrix like people actually having computers in their brain that their brains can access and mm-hmm. plugging into the internet um mm-hmm. and uh navigating online in that way you know these hackers and so on and so forth um i just think it's the way technology's going excuse me and people are pushing for it so it's going to get there um is and and I don't think there's there's anything that anyone can do to stop it. I think the train has already left the station, so to speak. Um but like you know, I I agree with you. Like the, the you know incorporating these things into us is it the right way to go? I don't think so. But it's going to happen. You know, I, and um, here's here's the thing. Like I was talking with David about the whole monkey uh, organ idea. You know, it brings up all these uh, these philosophical questions. These these you know, or these you know, morality issues.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, um, but like I said to David when he had brought that up, I said, "Yeah, but if you're a person that needs a lung transplant," That question becomes a whole fucking lot easier. Because it's all about perspective. You know, and I think when it comes to these technol technology things, um, and boy, have we gotten way off fucking topic.
0: <laughs> well, not exactly. But no, no, because but I'm this, but I'm this this enjoying about it. Fate, but, and Right. This is right. about choice. Right, right? And, and where to, we're going to me, and to me. Some of it is is this idea of resigning to our fate, which is right. kind of like the direction that the powers of be are steering us. Right. Or exercising our individual free will and creative power to self-determine our outcome. Uh-huh. Right? So this is me saying, no way do I ever want to be jacked into some computer with an outlet in my head. But if, I don't want but that if from if me. But
1: if enough. the doctor came to you tomorrow, okay, like let's say you go to the doctor tomorrow the doctor says holly you have you, you you have some heart issues right and i have to put a pacemaker inside your body to keep your heart beating normally are you going to stop him from doing that
0: so this is like a matter of degrees right it depends on the de- <laughs> but it, but
1: see it's 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 it, it, it
0: is it's a slippery slope and this it, is yes
2: what, yes
0: and in ethics they talk about that slippery slope and when do you go too far Mm -hmm. and that's a to some degree that's a personal choice like for me a device that helps my body's operation is okay but i need to know that it's not going to interfere interface with my free will and kind of corrupt my ability to make decisions for myself and it it also is going to determine like if i need a pacemaker is it now when i'm in my 40s or is it when i'm in my 70s or is it right. when I'm in my 80s? And those are all different answers to that, because yeah. the risk of the surgeries are one thing, and the technology is another thing. Um, what are any other alternative treatments? Like, how bad is the, you know, arrhythmia in my heart? Mm-hmm. You know, assuming that the doctor is saying I need a pacemaker. I would assume
1: that the arrhythmia right, but, is bad. Yeah, no, I would. I I would say you, you know this. The, but I, when I when I pose this hypothetical question, you need to have it. You know what I mean? Like you you've got to have it, or you know you're gonna have problems. You know that right. that sort of thing. But you're right. You're right, and to varying degrees, you're also wrong because, like we were talking about, slippery slope. You know, there's. It, and it, here's the other thing. When when I say that you're wrong, it's not that I'm saying you're wrong. What I'm saying is it, it goes back to what you were talking about. Where at some point, one thing might be true for you. Whereas another, another point, it might not be. And what's true for me might not be true for you. When it comes to these issues.
0: Agreed. And we see this all the time. You And you know, and some of the listeners... Um, Most of them don't know, but they, you know, will put it out there that I do work in a medical office. And this is something I see all the time where patients will come in and they will be very much about low medication. They don't want too much medication. And then something will happen. And then all of a sudden that they, you know, they are faced with a choice of reconciling their beliefs on maybe taking an, an opiate. You know, they maybe have never seen themselves taking an opiate, but now they are faced with such crushing pain. They need to do something or they're going out of their mind. So now they need to make a decision that they never thought they would do because they weren't faced with a particular set of circumstances.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Or maybe they're that person who um, has been very, very healthy. They haven't wanted, um, you know, they've been very active and all of a sudden they've had some breathing issues and they've never thought that they would need to an inhaler. And in fact, when they do the chest x-ray, they have massive lung cancer for whatever reason. And now it's even beyond using an inhaler, it's being on 24 hour oxygen. And now they are basically you know, a set up to machine. So mm-hmm. yes, I do see your point that with your circumstances changing, the, the amount of plugging in that you are willing to accept can change mm-hmm. just based on quality of life. You know, yeah, absolutely. You know what? You know, because sometimes being plugged in is a better option than than not checking being, the fuck out. Than checking out. <laughs> but but sometimes it's not.
1: Right. No, but I I I not. agree. And I think I think there's varying degrees to that and that's why you see people make the choice to end their life sometimes. Uh, you know, because they they, they just don't want to deal with that um Mm -hmm. if anybody who's seen anyone die from cancer you know some of the stuff that happens you know whether it be chemotherapy or whether it be how it makes you wither away and just fucking die or whatever the case may be with that issue i mean there are people that make that decision they say fuck it i'm tapping out." it's
0: true Uh,
1: so but to me
0: it's about you know Sometimes we are not making the best decisions in our best interest earlier on. And then we are faced to these more dire circumstances later on because we were not as conscious about what we wanted to do. For example, in this kind of health rate related thing, we did not exercise our best judgment in our own care of our body to get us to a point where, you know, it's led us down this path Mm -hmm. where, you know, now your health isn't quite so robust and now you need to make a a more dire decision versus if earlier in your life you make healthier choices you um may not have to make such an extreme choice later in life
1: right but this goes back to the idea of well maybe you made those choices early on in life because you needed to experience this yes maybe
0: maybe maybe you came for the um no, the maybe
1: called. you came here for the triple bypass uh yes Chris, <laughs> you uh ordered the triple bypass in your life uh we'll get that right up for you that'll you love you that about... that's
0: the bacon special
1: that'll take you about uh 48 years uh
0: yes <laughs> then one day you'll have the uh crushing chest pain and shortness of <laughs> breath and
1: and hopefully an ambulance nearby yeah <laughs> uh you know my i mean it a heart attack destroyed my father so yeah um but, but maybe you know, not destroyed him he's still alive but uh you know it it changed i mean it, my father looks nothing like he used to he, he was a heavier set guy um mm-hmm. you know shorter than me stocky mm-hmm. now he's like thinner than i am mm-hmm. yeah you know it's it, it's it, but is again it goes back to that idea of is this what he was were those choices made because that's what he needs to experience?
0: Oh, absolutely! And is that something encoded in your energy, or or how you know how does that system, how does that all work? Right. You know. You know. Is this? And and are is we this... are
1: we all that interconnected?
0: Well, right. We, you know,
1: because his experience is in part my experience.
0: Right. And so like, you know, in the world of energetic healing, this is one of those things that some of these things that you are um, physically dealing with on the on a bodily level are um, are ancestral. They are its energies carried forward in in your genetic past, in your DNA, you know, from your previous lineages. So this whatever it is, it's you know, those are like hereditary conditions. Mm-hmm. With an energetic also basis that you are not, you know, necessarily have anything to do with your decisions, except for the fact that you incarnated in a certain um, family, and that some of these things also potentially come from other lifetimes or parallel lifetimes. You know, there, you know, if you believe in those things, where. You are coming into this lifetime with experiences and another lef- lifetime that you are resolving. So it's like, you know, the arc, the arc mm-hmm. of multiple lifetimes, but how it's playing out here, right. which is, you know, your fate in this lifetime is interconnected with these possible other lifetimes, timelines, you know, possible other dimensional experiences mm-hmm. that may not even be on Earth. If you want to, like, think in a very kind of creative huh way
1: yeah and, and you start going down those those little rabbit holes like the, the multiple versions of you and whether or not like you're try, you're here to experience like every version mm-hmm. of yourself <clears throat> i mean could you right. imagine
0: right well maybe you come from a cyborg civilization and you come here and you want to become a cyborg or
1: because maybe we what... want to experience humanity you know, maybe we're just frigging artificially intelligent beings trying to experience humanity. That's yeah. also a possibility. I don't fucking know. I yeah. I, I start thinking about this stuff and my brain just goes, blah, 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 blah.
0: <laughs> this is the show where we talk and we have no answers.
1: <laughs> yeah. None. Zero. I got zero, but yeah, right. I, 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 you know, I think on that note, we'll wrap it, we'll wrap it up tonight, but it, it I think that that we do have some type of a fate. I but I think that there is some some w- wiggle room for free will along that plotted course. And that's that's my look. My my final words on it. I don't know what yours are. I I'll I'll kick it to you Holly before I, before I end this thing.
0: Um I do think that we have a certain kind of uh, a, bit, a basic script and how closely we follow it, or how much we deviate and do our own thing now that we're here is our own choice. And I, and, and, you know, I think this is like that coloring outside the lines versus coloring in the lines. You know what? Most people maybe are just going to color in the lines and just do the kind of the basic plan. And if you want to color outside the lines and do your own thing, you are empowered to do that. It, um, this gets into other topics we can talk about, about, you know, is this thing like the law of attraction, your energetic field, bring things into your life. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. we can talk more about reincarnation another time and oh, yeah. other things that kind of branch off into this idea of fate. And certainly those who know that I'm really into astrology in astrology, the, the basic premises is, is that your kind of basic fate footprint is determined but how you deal with those energies is your choice and how you navigate those energies is your choice and it does somewhat have to do with your kind of personality imprint so Mm -hmm. um those are also um perspectives that we we entertain so you know i think we should just kind of slip slip it in and slip it out (laughs) 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 We've slipped in. Let's just slip out of this.
1: (laughs) On that note.
0: I'm getting silly. (laughs) so uh, so awkward. (laughs) Well, you started by getting it up. So now we're Uh, going to slip There we go. (laughs) All
1: right, everybody. This has been Slip Into The Night. uh, Episode 3, Fate and Destiny. Uh, Slip into your destiny. That's right. like this show if you do if you don't give it a little thumbs down comment subscribe uh check out our good friends the links are all underneath um dread fun matt nap at bigfoot crossroads cryptid tales pair of breakdown and as always check out uh the show on anchor.fm forward slash the and slip that's where you can download us Uh, And until next week from Holly and I, good night.